Alrighty, February episode of the Runners Racing Review. Now we're through the summer. Carl's back from just. Squad Run, just through the summer. Last um, I think before we get into it, I really want to say thanks to all the people who've been, you know, kept with us through the summer because December and January, when it comes to distance running, there's not a huge amount on, is there, on the coast? No. Southeast Queensland and Brisbane and places like that. It wasn't much at all. We've had a lot of rain, we've had a lot of things rained out. Um, so huge thanks to everyone who stuck with us and really now February was a big month, March is going to be big, April, it really gets going it goes out from to this. It's going to keep getting bigger. There's a huge amount to talk about. So um, yeah, let's jump straight into it. Now we are a local thing for South East Queensland, but because of the amount of South East Queenslanders who went across the ditch in February, you being one of them, yeah. we're going to go straight into Tarawera, the Tarawera yeah. Ultra Marathon. What an experience. How many what times have you done it now? That's number four for me. Wow. Three in the hundred, one in the sixty, when they used to have the sixty. So, yeah, yeah I love it. Keep so, going back. So, Kyle, you remember in the uh, in the previous episode we talked about Kyle needing four minutes, and he got it. He got oh. it. We're all watching on the day. He got <laughs> those four minutes. It was way too close for comfort. You actually had time up your sleeve in the end. Eighty seconds. 80, it was way too close for comfort. Eighty seconds over hundred k. That's enough time. A no. Second a kilometer. That How was, was your day? Give us a brief overview um, of how it went. Got there, rained on the way to the start line, so it's about an hour, 45 minutes to 50 minute drive from Rotorua where the finish is, where everyone stays out to the start line in Karawau. Yep. Um, bit of a windy road, it actually rained most of the way out there, so it hadn't rained, it had been quite hot leading up to it as well. Yeah. Got out to the start line, weather cleared up, looked okay. It was a little bit more humid than I thought it was going to be, well, compared to last year. Yeah. Uh, started, all seemed to be going well, I probably went out a little bit quicker than I probably should have, not yeah. that much though. First hour or two went by really quickly. Was kind of covered in sweat within an hour and a half, which yeah. wasn't the case last year. So I knew it was going to be warmer than last year. The first, I think I went through the 31k checkpoint 10 minutes faster than I did last year. So yeah. I thought I ran well last year. So I was yeah. moving this year. Got to about 35 to 40 where you hit the single trail. Started to feel like I was working pretty hard. Started to get a bit worried. Got to 45, started chafing, all the fun stuff you get, yeah. which was interesting because I'd never get that in training. But anyway, yeah. that was an interesting experience. Um, then I reckon the next three, four hours, it was just hard. It was just hard the whole way. You're going up some big climbs, technical bits, but still conditions were nice, cool. I got into the 86K or 84K checkpoint. I was like 16 or 18K to go, whatever it was. I was 12 minutes ahead of the split I wrote down. I was mm. like, you beauty, I've pushed hard all day. I've got this. And then that next section they changed and the checkpoint was another mile further than what it was last year. So yeah. I got halfway down the Redwoods thinking I was about to hit the checkpoint halfway down the Redwoods could still see how far I had to go was not happy yeah went from thinking I've got this in the bag sub 10 hours to I've missed it I sat at the last checkpoint with seven k's to go on the ground for a few minutes felt terrible they were pouring water on my head yeah thought the day was done this is just couldn't believe it I was not happy we, Started, we said this on Monday didn't we in the squad run here yeah. that those tiny little moments that you have in aid oh. stations you know, yeah, you were under one. by what, 80 seconds and you could have sat there for, in that aid station yeah, for absolutely. two or three minutes, Because at, at that moment, I was 100%, I'd missed it. Yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking about sub-10 because yeah. I thought, well, I thought I still had exactly seven k's to go. I think I was getting close to nine and a half hours and I was like, it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. I'd given it up. So I started jogging along and it was only when I got to about two and a half k's to go and I knew where that mark was that I looked down and realised I might have enough time and then just ran as hard as I could for that yeah. last little bit. and. I crossed a road. Finish line. Well, I crossed a road with the, this little road. I still couldn't see the finish, but I could hear it because I could hear the microphones. And this guy was standing there. And he said, "You've got 400 meters to go." And I thought, "Yeah, you guys always say yeah. that. It's a k and a half." It's a, it's so a loose, I really, I really hope one, you were right with this. So, luckily, he was right. Yeah. Got through the finish and 80 seconds to spare. So that was very satisfying. Amazing. But Incredible. I suppose so the overall was, was the finish better than yeah, way better. Because so, 
That's been a complaint, hasn't it, of Tarawera? Yeah. Well, initially when we used to go in the opposite direction and finished in Kawara and started in Rotorua, I loved that course. So the yeah. finish was out on where we started on this big field and everyone sat around, had a few drinks, watched everyone come through. That yeah. was great. And then last year, there was a bit of uproar over the finish because you finish inside a big hall. So yeah. basically the doors to the hall were the yeah. finish line yeah. and you finish inside the building. And that was a little bit just, I don't know, it felt weird running through these spectacular trails all day yeah. and you finish inside a building. Just yeah. didn't seem right. So they changed it this year. It was an extra mile onto the course. I mean, we had to run yeah. a little bit longer, but we finished on the lake on this nice grass paddock and it was it was a really, it really spectacular. Good so I think everyone loved that and they got some, some yeah. good positive feedback out of the new finish area. So a huge result for you, but there's some big results as oh, well. A lot of Gold Coasters went over there. and results. So I thought, I just, I thought I'd just flick through, obviously, who won the big races to start with, just to get a perspective on some times and how that went, given, obviously, the 100K is the yeah. Ultra Trail World Tour race. So... Um, the female race for the 100k, Naomi Brand came third, she ran 10.31. Anne-Marie Madden from Canada ran 9.52, and I was actually running with her for a lot of that last yeah. 20k's, and then she dropped me towards the end, she was yeah. flying. Um, and then Manuela Sokol from, I believe she's from Belgium. Okay. Um, ex, she's an Olympian yep. on the track, very yep. fast runner. She's run a fast marathon, 2.38 or 2.40 wow. for a marathon, second so run. Um, she won in 9.39, yeah. so she was flying. I got to run with her through kind of the middle part of the race, and then again, yeah. she took off and yeah. was absolutely flying. And then the males race was really quite competitive. Uh, in the end, the winner was Tom Evans from the UK, and he yep. kind of ran away with it in the end, ran yep. 8.03.29, which is oh. flying. It's incredible, um, isn't it? Do you know what pace that is, roughly? Uh, yeah, it'd be about, well, for that course, it's probably right around 4.47, 4.48. Oh. So he's incredible, on that terrain is, is quick, so that's an incredible run. Uh, Matthew Blanchard, Frenchman who lives in Canada. He ran 8.39.56 for yep. second. Um, and then Chris Brown from America ran 8.40. He was yep. just under a minute behind second. Wow. It was really close. Um, and then Andreas Ramonis from, he's a Lithuanian who lives in Auckland. He came yep. fourth. Yep. And then Sage Canada from the US was fifth. So it was, you look at the names yeah. at the top. Was there, there was a bit of overtaking late on in that race, yeah. wasn't there? I yeah. think when I was watching um, the updates come through, they were changing positions yeah, in those was, last couple of They were all really close. I think those second through sixth were within 15 minutes in the end or something like that yeah. but there was a few that were within a couple of minutes of each other yeah um so that was the 100k the 100 mile race um in the females sue crowley from new zealand was 22 28 she ran and she was third um caroline sabert ran 22 14 so only 14 minutes ahead Alyssa mcdonald's ran 18 10 she was third overall Jeez. out of the whole race and was over four hours ahead of the second oh. female that's comprehensive. That's, <laughs> that's a dominating victory if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Four hours in any race. I don't care how long it is. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big win. So well done to all the ladies in that race. Um, and in the males, Adam Kimball ran 18.23. He was third male. Second was Yoshihiku Ishikawa. Yep. Now he's won Badwater. Okay. He's the one that broke the record recently. Yep. So he's very well-credentialed yep. ultra runner. He was second in 16.48. But then Vladimir Shatrov from... Australia, yeah. Yeah. Um, from down in Newcastle, ran 15.53 and broke Jeff Browning's course record Everyone. from last year. So to run sub-16 on that course is incredible. So, And I don't know what you guys heard there, but we were getting reports through that he you know, obviously gone out very hard and he'd gone out to break the record, yes. but he said he wasn't feeling good at all, Yeah, wasn't having a great day. Well, I had, I had mixed reports because then I heard other reports people saying that well, talking to him throughout the run, and he said he was feeling really good. Yeah. He said he was feeling amazing yeah. most of the day, and it just was easy flowing. He didn't feel like he was running fast. He just wow. ran and was enjoying it and just said, I'm having a good day. I'm just yeah. going to keep going. And we heard a few reports from people we knew that we had a chat with after the race that said he was just flying past them. In the, so the yeah. back end of the 100K runners and the middle of the pack 100K runners that he yeah. passed, he was absolutely flying. So they said even on some of those technical sections, he was absolutely blowing past them. So Do you know if he's, he's racing anything else? Later in this year, is he, is well, he going to UTA? 
I don't know if he'll go to UCLA. I, I'm pretty, I would say he'll go to Western States after that. Yeah. Um, there was talk that he, he'd said he'd been offered a few spots into some races for later in this yeah, year. Okay. Um, they didn't obviously release what they were or anything. He said he couldn't say anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see his name at, at yeah. Western States. I think that's wow. a race that he's got Great. on his list that he wants to do. So that's I'm awesome. hoping he gets to Western States because I think he could mm. do really, really well on that course. And before you go into the local ones, I guess when we were back here watching it all unfold, the only criticism that people have of Tarawera, and you explained the reason why afterwards, was that we didn't actually get an update for, for quite a while. I think it was into the 40 kilometres, maybe 45 kilometres, when you yeah. go through one of the points there. Yep. And you said that's because they're, the checkpoints are quite remote, aren't yes. they? They're really a long way out. Yep. And in terms of getting the data, getting the signal, it's they quite struggle with It's a slow process yeah. for them to get the results out. So that's why that takes so yeah. long for, I know a lot of people whinge about that and say, can I do it quicker? But yeah. it's a long process for them to get those results online. So Because we're just so used why. to it now, aren't we? We're so used to that's in right. marathons or in other ultras where you cross the mat and it's, it's instant. Online. It's up straight away. So. We forget how far, I guess, the, the results industry's come, hasn't it? Exactly. What about our locals? We had a lot of so we had plenty, southeast Queensland. Plenty of locals. So um, we had a couple who obviously went over for the 21. Yep. So Hannah, who comes and runs with us. Yep. On the, yep. On the Cooper, yep. She came and ran to the 21. Looked like she had a great time. Saw the yep. photos. She looked like she loved it and enjoyed it. I spoke yep. to her afterwards and she said it was amazing. Um, first trail was, festival, first trail event right. for her. So. so she loved it, which is yep. great to see. Um, our good mate, Trav Island, yep. came over there and ran the 21. And interestingly, he had a plane to catch at 4 p.m. and that race started at 10 a.m. <laughs> in Rotorua, which is two hours 45 drive from the airport. Yeah. So he said he's never run so hard in his life purely because <laughs> he needed to get to his plane. He said he made it with five minutes to oh, spare. Oh, he's so got a big marathon in the, in the next right, couple of months. So. so that was great training. So well done, Trav. Um, our good friend Anderson did the yep. 50K, ran really well, fifth yeah, place in the 50K. Day, he? He really, really good run. So he, he did really well. 100k, a few of our, our friends that did it. We had obviously Rowan Miller, who yep. you've interviewed on the on the podcast before as well. Um, Brady Clark, who comes on the Monday run, good friend of ours. Um, Jody, who leads Trail Chicks around, yep. had a great run. Yep. Looked like she enjoyed it. Jody Got lots Cumberland. of photos. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Saw some video updates, photos. She looked like she had a great time. And Amanda Craig is another runner from the coast who I know yep. quite well, who went over there and did it as well. Um, and then James Blanton as well. Yeah. He did the 100 miler and ran really well. So yeah. got to chat to a lot of those people after the race and they all just said like a, lot, a few people had tough days and it was it yeah. was rough, but they all loved it. They said the experience was amazing. And yeah. I think a lot of them will be back will be back for more. So that was just a bit of a taste of, and of course there's going to be people I've missed off there that, that were over yeah. there as well. Um, so well done to everyone. That it's a phenomenally popular it's massive, ultra yeah. to get into, isn't it? Yes. Do they sell out? Any no, of them? I don't think they do sell out. Um, I think they've got quite big numbers that they'll allow yeah. to the race um, but the and numbers starts up. like like an in, ultra so trail here in Australia in or? the I don't think so I think all of them are mass starts yeah. uh, I don't know about the 21 may have been the 100k and the 100 mile are definitely just a mass so start so is the running in the first couple of kilometres quite wide quite open fire I'm trails not, see the, I don't think I think the 50 and the 100 miler they kind of bottlenecked quite early on yeah. within a couple of k's the 100k you get about 3k's before you hit a single trail and it's yeah. out on an open golf course so you could run 20 yeah. people wide if you wanted to um, through that section so it doesn't bottleneck too quickly you get yeah. some open running because um, I guess I guess at UTA don't they we've got quite a few wave starts there because you end up going down the stairs, stairs quite quickly um, but even the 21k they hit the single trail within probably a k a k and a half yeah um, but there was a real open flat fast flat section yeah. to break everyone up um, and the um the, the it's in Maori sort of land isn't it in in New Zealand so they have their their ceremony at the beginning similar to yeah, the which is indigenous incredible. Aboriginal one we have here at Blackhall and at UTA yeah. that would be Oh, Quite it's an incredible experience. Like, there's obviously UTA gets it yeah. as well at the start of the 100k, which is an amazing experience to be part of. But it's yeah. similar to that as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it fires you up for the run. Yeah, like, it must you, be amazing. It's inspiring. It's, it's amazing to watch. And 
we normally go to the local uh, welcome that they do on the Friday morning yeah. um, at the centre, which is incredible. So they have the big photo in front of yeah, everyone. Everyone gets yeah. a big photo yeah. with all the athletes, which is always incredible. And then to have that pre-race. And then also they do it for the winners of each of the races after they finish, yeah. um, which is really always not, only not there to see it, but you see the videos yeah, on, the, yeah. on the playback. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. And in terms of big athletes from around the world, because it's on the Ultra Trail Tour, yes. um, does it get the... The depth of quality that other races around the world oh, yeah, get. Yeah, I would say. I'd say. Would you say it's on par with, with uh, the one in May here in the Blue Mountains? Yeah, definitely. Trail? Definitely on par with the one here in the Blue Mountains. I think for the last few years, it's definitely had way better depth yep. than UTA has. I think UTA has struggled to get the international depth for the last yeah. couple of years, whereas Tarawera has always been quite, you know, big on getting the big international elites over to race, which they've done every year. So there's always at least you know four or five, six coming from Europe or America. Yeah, they come over and race. So I'm hoping UTA can. Yeah, get a few more of those over to yeah. to the race here as well in May. Wow! Um, but yeah, what great a, what start. a weekend! Well, a huge result for you. Congratulations! Yeah, Another thank you. good result for you. Great 2019. 2020's shaping Off up to well. A good start. So yeah. far, so good. Absolutely. Comrades coming up, and like you said, wedding later on in the year. So big year. three big events. <laughs> Massive year. Only get bigger. Only get bigger. <laughs> All right, let's jump back over the ditch to uh, southeast Queensland. Great event, the Biwar at night. So there's a couple of different races up there, aren't there, on the Glasshouse Mountains? Um, yeah, I feel like there's lots. I feel yeah. like I can't keep track of them all. BOR at night, there's also BOR at dawn as well. So this BOR at night, it's basically a 21 kilometer loop. Um, you start as the sun's starting to set, so I think it's at four o'clock it starts. So basically the first couple of hours is in daylight and then mm -hmm. it sets and on the second loop you basically go into the darkness. Of course, BOR is famous for its dungeon, which mm -hmm. I've run a couple of times. Yes. Uh, it is basically hands and knees coming out of that dungeon, which laid on in the, I think in the marathon it's about 35 or 36k, so um, So let's just run through a couple of results. It's part of a little a series up there um, When you can put them all together um, There's about four or five races I think in it and then you can put them all together and become the series yeah. winner So yeah, it's a great event um, uh, Low-key But you know, that's the way that sometimes we love running. We love these these local events up there. So let's go through it So the 42k Cecilia Mathis Four hours, 24 minutes. Now, I think she did really well at Blackhall. Yeah, that name rings a bell. I feel like yeah. we've spoken about her a couple of yeah. times. I think she did extremely well at Blackhall, whether she won it or whether she was I one of the leading females. But yeah, so she took out the, um, the female race in four hours, 24. Um, she actually turned seven minutes behind second and third place male right. and ran them down. How good is that? She ran them down in this over, really, it's over, a really close finish, yeah. a minute and a half in front yep. of them. So she won that one. Hayley uh, Teal, four hours 30, very impressive. Now Hayley, I think, is actually a tambourine runner. I've seen her on Strava running up and down tambourine on go. the tambourine village side, so she's getting plenty of hill repeats in up there. Uh, and Marina Santiago, four hours 51. So impressive times from the females. Very, very impressive. Running. That's really, really impressive. In the males, now, we do apologize. I mean, Ryan Crawford's gonna be mentioned a few times. He had a phenomenal February, but let's kick it off. Ryan Crawford, three hours 49, wins another event. Now I've I've run with Kieran in the last yeah. in the last month because we did say last month didn't we? Yes. we want to get them together and I had a chat to him about this and I yeah. said what's the go like when are you guys going to race and he said he'd love to he said yeah. he's he's up for a race he said it'd depend on what type of race it is no. as to who he reckons would win <laughs> he wants to pick his own absolutely yeah he said it's a bit like UFC this isn't it I know. you just you just got to work together interestingly and he said he reckons together. the longer hillier stuff. So I'm probably going to get this wrong. He reckons he would beat him in. The longer hillier okay. stuff, he reckons he would beat him in. The faster, shorter races, he thinks Ryan would probably beat him. Well, and I said, well, might... hang on a minute. What about the old 12-hour up and down the hill <laughs> That's race? That's right. I'm going to get to that soon. That Ryan won. He's like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I reckon, I reckon that'd be a good race. So, See, Kieran might consider that short, though, 12 hours, uh, maybe. I reckon, that, I reckon he sounded like he was pretty keen on it. So, yeah. so there we go. Ryan's kicked it off. The, the, the idea's out there. It's floating around the universe now, and I don't think Kieran will be able to shake it for too no. long. So. Well, Kieran's going over to New Zealand for the 100-miler Northburn yep. in three weeks, two or yep. three weeks. So he probably won't be doing the next hill challenge, but at yep. some point this year, he did actually say he'd love to race him at the Brisbane Trail Ultra 100-miler. So just throwing that out there. I don't know what Ryan's plans are for the year. I don't know what Kieran's rest of his plans, but he said that course, he'd love to race him. So it's out there. It's out there It'll now. Happen. It'll happen soon. We've been, just Middle better of be aware of it. That's the thing. Oh, that's wanna, right. We need we to be there. Um, so second place and third place, Andrew Paul and Jack Brownlee, 4.25, both. No, obviously, they've got to run that together. Yes, it looks like Once it. Once chip time, one, well, finish time was five seconds apart, chip That's time, right. one second apart. Yep. So they've, yeah, they've probably run it together, probably crossed the line together and... Hand-holding moment, do you reckon? I think, or... so. <laughs> I think we've all had one. I've had one before, I've crossed <laughs> with people before. Interesting. Well done, so guys. yeah, so as I said, um, Cecilia, the female winner, actually ran those boys down. Impressive. I reckon she would have got them in the dungeon as well. It's the place where it happens. I did this event um, four years ago, three years ago, and there was we actually actually give CPR to a guy in the dungeon. He was lying right. down. He oh was you know not really aware what was going on, and we had to send information forward to you know to the oh medics to come come and get someone down there because he wasn't well at all. Um, you know, and we have, I guess we've been lucky with the heat. It's been humid, but it hasn't been ridiculously hot. The year that I did it, it was it was baking hot. Oh, so, goodness. Um, so yeah, great times there. When you consider their marathon times, I mean, Ryan to go sub four hours on that, on that course. course is exceptional. Um, <clears throat> so the 21K, we had Sarah Dunn winning the females, two hours and eight. Kelly uh, Pritchard uh, Peshek, two hours 11. And Christy Redwood, two hours 12. So close race there. Good Again, racing. 21K. Um, in the men's, uh, Andy Churchman 145, David Wallace 151, and James Clancy 154. Well done. And again, I think if you then put that in perspective, if you look at Ryan's finish time of three hours 49, half that, hour 55, you know, he's there. He's up there. He's there with, he with, did the, double. with the places just for a 21k. So Incredible. he's running at the same speed of those guys. So um, yeah, amazing. Amazing event up there. And as I said, if you haven't heard about it, the, it is a great event to get involved Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Um, and they've got various ones throughout the year as well. So, um, yeah, there's the BOR at night. And that's that's win number one in February for Ryan. So far. His name pops up later on in this podcast again. So, actually, it pops up pretty soon, to be honest. <laughs> Let's jump straight over. The Dust Till Dawn. Now, this was an event. I, I'd planned this one to go in as one. I think I said it in the last podcast. I wanted to do something different. And my goodness, I've discovered a completely new type of running. Yeah, I've never like I've, you've seen these these races where they run around around a track, and um, you know the guy broke the hundred mile world record, didn't he, last around year? The track. Yeah, you did your event last year, your fifty k around the track. Um, these events have been around for as yeah. as long as running's been around. You know they, you know back a hundred years ago they used to have these events inside stadiums and things, and they were massive events. Um, you got six hour six day events down in Adelaide, haven't you, and things like That's that. That's right. So you know there's nothing new about this, but in my world, in my running, it was very world, new for you. It was very new. So. Um, I went along, it's up at Caboolture around the historical um, village up there, or the Heritage Village, I can't remember what they call it. Um, it's about a 500, exactly 500 metre loop, slight raise, which comes into it every single hour. You, know, you feel that raise more and more each hour. Um, but an incredible experience. We got rained on, we got pelted on, it was windy, it was, you know, it, the conditions were, were as challenging as the race was itself. Um, so there were many, many different um, distances. It was a 12 hour, 6 hour. Uh, there was a 100k, there was a marathon, there was a relay, there was everything everything you could possibly do. It was almost like choose your own distance. Clearly. Um, but great setup, 
massive. I, mean, I talked to a few people there, and Sedman I spoke to, and, and Ben Deneen who'd done it previous years, and they said the numbers looked like they doubled. Wow. Right, it was yeah. a busy track. You know, I, ex- I expected okay. it to be 20 or 30, you know, yeah. crazy guys, you know, shirtless and girls <laughs> running around, um, you know, just running around the track, but it was, there was hundreds of people on the, on the course. Uh, and so the course got got really dug up in certain sections because it was quite muddy. Yeah, I saw some of the photos yeah. too, and it didn't look yeah, didn't look amazing. But let's go through it. So let's go through the carnage. That's all I heard all day was just there was just carnage. Well, now, before center. we jump in, I'll talk talk a bit about my <laughs> Come way. On, so let's hear the carnage. I, I entered the six hour and I only made three. I only made three hours. I couldn't believe it. Absolutely it was it was it, <laughs> unbelievable. It was, <laughs> it was an experience like I've never had before. Like the, <laughs> the concept of going around and around and around. Like my respect for these athletes has just gone through the roof because it is running, but it's just an absolute mind game. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I was good for two hours. It. I felt great for two hours. I was cruising. I was hitting all my numbers. I thought this is fine. And then something happened in that third hour where it just just fell apart. You know, I said to you before we started recording here, I, I just did a, a three-hour run in the rang this morning and ran almost the same pace yep. with a 1,000 metres elevation. Um, but I'll be back at this one. I've already <laughs> said to Ben Deneen, there's one in September which I'm looking forward to maybe jumping into. Radio. But I want to go back and have a go at this. I don't know, maybe I'll... Maybe signing up for the six. I think that's the problem. I think maybe I just bit off too much. Yeah. More than I could, more than I could chew. Maybe I should have gone in the three and upgraded to the six if I felt better. Maybe I should do that next year. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's not a DNF. It's not a DNF. It's just a 33k. It's finished. It's not a DNF, <laughs> and you never. I mean, I don't know. They had a, a computer screen there where you could see where you were in terms of how your distance was. I don't know if you could see your place. Okay. So I had no idea of which particular place I was in. If you doubled my distance from three hours to six hours, which I, I think is a pretty stupid thing to, to double anything like that, you know, who knows? You can kind of figure out what distance you might have got more place, but. I don't think that ever comes into it, does it? Um, nope. You know, I ran with Shelley Coleman uh, at the start of the day and she wanted to hit 60 kilometres, which is six minute pace. Yep. Um, and she hit her numbers perfectly. So, look, a wonderful event, a, a crazy event, but a wonderful event. Um, and one that I would, again, highly recommend anyone to go into. As I said, there's, there's relays, there's a 15K race, there's a, the marathon distance, you know, there's... Whatever you're yeah, after. Whatever you're after, you can go into it. I think there's actually, a, there's a 10K race for kids as well uh short distance race for kids did you hear um, that ben for yep. kids that's right so ben Deneen famously i think last year or the year before signed up for it as an overage athlete and won and didn't even realize till afterwards that Kept he wasn't supposed to be in it so here we go <laughs> and uh, before i get into it there was a huge amount of dnfs i know the, the, the tent where my gear was most of the people in that tent dnf'd because we, we were in new zealand watching this at the yep. time and just seeing the photos come in and just yep. report after report of everyone just dropping out and we, we were all sitting back having a couple of drinks thinking yep. what's going on over, back some, over at some home some of the pace runners from what's the Coast marathon some of the elite pace runners dnf'd um, you know and so yeah, yeah interesting interesting day very interesting day so in the 12 hour race let's uh do the females first catherine austin 107 kilometers beat cheryl keenan by two kilometers she did 105. Ooh. So well done to those two Great females. Uh, Susanna Harvey Jamison, 91 and a half kilometers as well. So that's an amazing Impressive. effort. I guess the 100 kilometer mark is one that people sort of look at when they do these 12 hour events. Um, so in the men's, Alex Resnick first, 111 kilometers. Chris Murphy, 100 kilometers and 500 meters. And Ben wow. Deneen, who told me he finished 15, 20 minutes, I think before the time. Right. Got to 100K, that's all he wanted. <laughs> 
and ended up coming third. So lost so, that second place. So lost, the, in second lost place the second lost place. Lost um, but 100 kilometres mm. as well. So there's ah, the 12-hour well event. Well done to everyone who did that. It's a long time to run around a circle. And interestingly with this, you don't know when you're actually in the race who is in the 12-hour and who's in the six and who's in the three because you're all going together. Yeah, so right. there's constantly people going around and around and around and around and you don't know whether you should be keeping up with that person or, That's you know, or not. That would make it quite hard. I mean, you can spot the 10K runners and the relay well. runners because they're legging it. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, you can't. Did you, everyone start together, or did you yep. all start? So everyone starts everyone, together, and eventually people start dropping off, and you're like, ah, oh, they're probably yeah. in the shorter race. Everyone starts together. Everyone starts together as well. So there would have been what, like five people left at the end of the twelve hour. <laughs> I think so. That's what they said actually. Yeah, because when everyone the, dropped, the three goes. The DNF is like me. We went. Um, the six hour finished at midnight, yep. and then yeah, they said that the the last six hours is just zombie land. It's just oh, the it's just the twelve hour runners. So in the um, the six hour event. Uh, Shelly Coleman, who as I said, as I, I ran with early on, she wanted 60k and she got it, bang on the head, 60k. Uh, Kel Woodland got 54.5 and Mary Mather got 46.7. So I wonder with that whether they actually, because I didn't actually hang around to see the finish. I was that, <laughs> I was that wrecked, I just got in the car and drove home. home. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know whether they, because 46.7, you must just, when the, the finish time goes, you must just stop exactly where you are. I think they, they, come they, must, do. they must do, I reckon. Because I think it's certified Sneaks. you can get official records and stuff on those. They must measure them to the meter. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well into the girls there. In the six hour, um, the winner, uh, Ashley, 55.5 kilometres. Nick Maloney in second, 54.4. So, very close there. Only Ooh. two laps in it. Ralph uh, win 53.2. So, really close there for those yeah, three really guys. Close. Great racing. Uh, as I said, there were multiple other races, but there is one notable mention. Here he comes again. Uh, unbelievable. Because there was a 100k race. So Ryan Crawford... He's taking up a lot of our airtime. I think we may have to change the name <laughs> of this podcast, maybe. Ryan Crawford, a 100-kilometre race win. He won the 100-kilometre race win in 8 hours and 17 Ooh. minutes. That's good running. So to put that in perspective, the guys who won the 12-hour did around 100 kilometres, 111 kilometres. He did it in 8 hours. Mm-hmm. That's really good running. So, and early on... He's a tall fellow, Ryan, like yeah. massive guy, isn't he? Early on, I was doing four laps, and he was coming. Every time I did four laps, he would lap me. God. So I was doing two kilometres, he was doing two and a half. He was flying. Wow. And the only person who looked like he could possibly beat him on that day was, um, was Daryl Hill. Yeah. But he DNF'd in the late 70s or yeah. you know, something like that. So, um, yeah, what an event. What an absolutely incredible event. There's the Butter 24 in September, which I think is around an athletics track at the Sunshine Coast. Yep. Um, and then, of course, there's the other big events. There's the Adelaide Six Day one, and there's all these kind of races all around the country. And yeah, if you want something different, if you want to spice up your life a bit. Try something about that. Try and I don't know. Try and find track. out. Try and find out what you like. I mean, we we're here at Narang, and they had the um, the cut here, didn't they, a few years yeah, ago? Yeah, that's a bit more interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a one and a half k loop around here. It's um, like that. Was that? How many hours was that? Was that 12? It was about... It was a long day. 10 or 12 hours? It was a long time that been, day. Yeah. yeah. 50 laps, wasn't it? Oh. Um, so, yeah, these loop events, as I said, they've been around for a long, long time, and they're, they're incredible to watch and absolutely killers to get involved in. Brutal. So, um, yeah, well done to all those guys yeah, and girls who, who took those races out. Um, great distances, and it's, as I said, the popularity's gone through the roof with that, and it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So, um, yeah, they do it at... Dust till dawn. I think Ben Deneen said that they used to do it in the morning. They would start at six in the morning, I think, and yeah. go to six at night. So now they've flipped it around. I don't know if that's a heat thing or whether it's just an access to the actual park itself. I don't know. But um, I think it would be pretty special if you are one of those 12 hour ra- runners Absolutely. to see that sunrise. I know I've done a, I've helped a couple of mates who've done 24 hour treadmill races and things like that, or just as far as they can go in 24 hours. 
and the energy that they get when that sun comes up. At, at four o'clock in the morning, they're dead. At 4.30 or five o'clock, when that sun rises, they are just running on full steam again. Um, and if you, you can actually go on and you can see the breakdown of splits that the runners do, and you can see in that last hour, it just lifts. And whether that's because the sun's come up again or whether that's because they're close to the end, who knows? But, a bit of both. Yeah, uh, a bit of both. It's amazing what the mind can do. The mind knocked me out. Uh, and it kept a lot of these guys going uh, right to the end. So well done. Dust well or dawn, done. great event. Brilliant. All right, let's get into Coach's Corner. So um, last month in January, we talked a bit about applying road running into the trails here at Narang, didn't we? We did. So I guess one of the big things that I've learned over the last you know, four or five years as a runner um, is the importance of easy running, the importance of going easy most days. And I think when we think about running, you know, I was brought up as a high school athlete just running sets of 400s over and over and over again. Train as hard as you can until the point where you break and that's, mm-hmm. that's where you are. Yes. But nowadays, obviously, running has moved on a lot, coaching has moved on a lot. So I'd, I'd love to know from you as a, as a coach for, for squad run and as a physio, what, like, how should we structure our week in terms of what does easy running do for us? Yeah. You know, why, is, why is running easy most of the week important and what do we actually get from it? Because yeah. the, the temptation, isn't there, is to... To go out and run hard, yep, as Absolutely. often as we can. Absolutely, and, feel and I think that that's like faster. a real, like that's a very old school thought process. There was a lot of coaches back in the day who, like, the way that people think about it is, it's like throwing a basket of eggs at the wall. Yeah, eventually one doesn't break, and that's what a lot of coaches used to do with a lot of groups of athletes. Is it would just train everyone as hard as they could. Yeah, there'd be someone who'd get through it and wouldn't break down, and they'd be a champion, and everyone would be like, "Oh, that coach is amazing because they've trained this champion," but you don't see all the people they've broken yeah. behind them. So. That kind of philosophy, there's still people that probably coach like that, but that's definitely switched just as more people are aware of training principles, etc. So I think when it comes to easy running, the most important thing to realize is if you can understand why you're doing it and what it's actually doing and how much benefit you're getting from it, it becomes much easier to do it. Because like you said, there's a lot of people out there that will, they'll feel like they need to run hard every single run. Because like you said before, if you're not running hard and you don't feel like you're working really hard, well, I'm probably not getting much benefit out of it. And that's just not true. Like, you, feel, just, you feel good at the end of a yeah, hard run, Yeah, that's right. You, you, you feel like on. you've worked hard and you're like, oh, I've actually done something Smashed really, really yeah. good out of that. So at the end of the day, we run easy to improve cardiovascular fitness. So that's our body's ability to pump oxygenated blood from heart to working muscles that we're using to run. Um, so that will happen generally no matter what pace you're running at, that will work on. But the negative effects of running really fast and pushing your body to its extremes is that it takes a lot longer to recover. So the purpose of easy running is to obviously work on cardiovascular fitness and you get obviously a lot of changes with that as well. So you get increased what's called mitochondria within your muscle. They're the powerhouse of the cell is what we call it. It's your muscle's ability to produce, produce energy. Um, we also get increased capillary density within the muscle. So you get more blood vessels growing within the muscle, therefore more surface area for that blood to get into the muscle yeah. to deliver oxygen so that muscle can work harder. Massive benefit and you get that from easy running. You obviously get the increased ability for your heart to contract or increase strength of your heart muscle itself. And that'll increase what's called your stroke volume. So that's how much blood your heart can pump per beat. Obviously, a measure of how much blood you're gonna to get to your muscles is cardiac output. That's how much blood your heart pumps per minute. That's how much blood it pumps per beat versus how many beats per minute it does. Yeah. And that's why the fitter you get, the lower your heart rate will be for a given intensity. Mm. Your heart muscle gets stronger, its ability to pump more blood per beat is greater, therefore it can deliver the same amount of blood to your body for less beats in that minute. That's the reason why your heart rate gets lower mm. when you're running easy. So that's a big benefit you get of easy heart rate running. Um, and obviously the more time you can spend doing that, the better. 
And if you do all your runs hard, yeah, you'll get some of those benefits, but you're not going to be able to accumulate anywhere near as much time getting those adaptations mm. as you would if you keep some of your running nice and So what should, it feel, what should it feel like? Yeah, so generally we use the, oh, if you can talk in full sentences, that's a really yeah. common one. If you're running with someone and you can only get a couple of words out at a time between breaths, you're running too hard yeah. as a general rule of thumb. If you can have a conversation with someone and speak in full sentences, generally that's okay. Yeah. Generally you're at a pace where you should be able to maintain that for what feels like, I call it your all day pace. Yeah. It should be a pace where not necessarily you couldn't actually run all day at that pace, but you could just run for a couple of hours if you needed to. Mm. If you feel like, oh, I've probably got another half an hour in me and that'd be about it and I've got to stop, yeah. that's going to be too fast. Yeah. It's too fast. If people like training off numbers, which a lot of people do, heart rate and things like that, so research will say that it's somewhere between 65 and 78% of your maximum heart rate is somewhere around that easy paced zone. Now, everyone's going to be slightly different with that. Person to person, it's going to be different, but that's some rough guides as, mm. to, as to what you can go off. Um, so does that then push us in more of the direction of that informal way of measuring it, that conversational pace. Absolutely, because some people, and I, I like, I don't use heart rate that much myself when yeah. I'm, especially when I'm doing my easy runs, because I know that if I'm running at a pace where I can't speak for full sentences, I'm going way too hard. Yeah. People often think that, oh, and like I said before, if I, if I don't finish and feel like I've done a really hard run, well, I've got nothing out of it. And that, well, that's yeah. just not true. You don't need your heart rate to get up to a really high level for you to feel like, you know, you obviously you're going to feel like you worked hard if you do that, but you don't. You know, you'll get just as much benefit, if not more, yeah. by keeping that lower. And you'll be able to get up the next morning and not feel like you've run a marathon the day before. Yeah. And you'll be able to get up and back up and do it again. So we can get more Ks in the exactly week. Exactly right. You'll be able to spend more time at that easy pace and yeah. get more benefit. So yes, within one run, if you run hard, yeah, you'll probably get a lot of adaptations, but you won't be able to do that day in, day out, day yeah. in, day out. If you get a lot of your easy running in for the week and you, the bulk of your week is made up from that, you can do that week in, week out, month in, month out for a long period of time. And that's when you see the best changes. Yeah. So it's super important for people to realize that, that there is massive benefits from easy running. The other thing for people to think about is when you run fast, so say you're training for a five kilometer race and you run a run a really fast park run, you don't switch systems and start using your anaerobic system, which mm. people think they're training in certain intensities. You don't switch off your aerobic system and switch on the anaerobic and just use that one. Yeah. You use your aerobic system to its full capacity and then use a bit of your anaerobic on top of it. Mm. So if you've got a huge aerobic system from working on these type of things, well, you're gonna run quicker mm. when you're running faster as well. It's a massive part of it. And that's why the best five, 10K runners in the world, they run massive kilometers each week. Yeah. They'll run 100 miles a week and they're training for a five kilometer race yeah. because they know the importance of building that aerobic capacity. It's huge. It's amazing how quick you can actually get aerobically, isn't it? And I, I, people I, don't realize it. I read a great book called Running with the Buffaloes, which was written about a um, cross-country team in the 90s in the Colorado Buffaloes in yep. the USA. And it was the university team. And the coach had them running aerobically pretty much up until six, seven weeks before championship yeah. day. Because yep. he said, I want them to start racing the preseason mm -hmm. on aerobic kilometers so they yep. can see how fast they can go. And then we just add in the speed work, we add in the, the, the technical strength stuff. Yeah. And look, people have different beliefs about that and there's different ways yeah. to do it, but it's just realizing the importance of why it's important to do the easy running and yeah. build that aerobic base because it it's essential. You can't mm. be a good distance runner, especially ultra runner, without a good aerobic base. Yeah. So, so important. And if people start to obviously think about, okay, well, how much of my week needs to be made up of easy running and not, that's going to obviously depend on what you're training for, what your experience level's like and how much speed work or faster running you've done in the past yeah because you don't want to go crazy with that if you've done none mm. and even go to the certain percentages i'm about to give you because chances are you'll probably get injured and yeah. i see obviously a lot of that at work as a physio and every every time i look back at someone's training if they come in with an overuse injury 
they'll have upped their volume way too quickly. They'll mm. have put the speed in way too quickly. They're trying to get too much out too soon, thinking that's what I have to do to get faster. If yeah. I don't run fast, I'm not gonna get faster. Yeah. And I've spent a lot of my day just sitting down with people trying to explain this exact stuff that I'm talking about now, mm. that's just not the case. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're not gonna get fit by sitting in the physio room injured. So, uh, we had a few things cancelled, didn't we? We had the Mount Glorious um, uh, trail race, which yep. is a standalone event, I think. So that's been rescheduled. We're recording this on the 29th, on the leap year day, special day here at Parkrun. We'll talk about that later. Um, so that's been rescheduled to tomorrow morning. Yes. Uh, there's some quite good runners going out there. So that's gonna be a really interesting one. We'll talk a bit about that in March. It will there's be. A, there's a fascinating battle between two runners who I run with quite regularly, who I'm really interested to see how that pans out. So I'm not gonna say too much. Oh, come on, you can't do that and then not say. All right, you've got Tom Brimelow who is, I mean, I don't go. know who else is going, so with the greatest amount of respect to other athletes, <laughs> this is not who I think will win, but I'm just fascinated between this battle. Tom Brimelow, who's, who's obviously got second at UTA and, yes. and wins a lot of the races around here, like up the buff, um, well known to everyone. And then you've got Jake Davis, who is probably, again, I don't know everyone in his age bracket, but outside of you, he's probably the most exciting up and coming runner in that mid 20 year old bracket. And he's just getting quicker and quicker and quicker. And these boys, when I come out here and run with them, I'm hanging off the back of them. You know, Henry Coombs is hanging off the back of them now. And they're these boys fit. look like they're just out for a Sunday jog. So and by the time this comes out, they'll have raced. They'll have raced. And so you're going to know. I ran with them on Thursday and Tom mentioned, he, he mentioned he's had a bit of a look at the course. And Jake was, you know, they were talking about how it's actually going to happen and is Jake going to sit behind Tom and whatever. And I just hope, I hope Jake just goes and attacks. I because so. I, I think that'll bring the best out of Tom, and who knows? There might be some. I mean, um, Jake mentioned that there's someone going who got tenth last year at, at UTA in the hundred. I can't remember who that was, but he mentioned he he was last year's winner. Sorry, he won okay. last year, okay. so he might be back again this year. Okay. So as I said, the greatest amount of respect. There'll be other runners there who oh, will course. be up there challenging. But it's 21k, exciting times. 21, 22k, about thousand to eleven hundred. 1200 meters of elevation yep. so that's about 50 meters per kilometer which yep. is excessive and it's very hard so that's going to be a great one to witness exciting to, and watch. to watch so Absolutely. Um, we'll have an update about that one yes also there was uh what else got cancelled pomona pomona got cancelled and moved got, into this month yes so that's happened as well and but we've had two Hinsdam. Hinsdam's Hinsdam got cancelled next week in the march as well we'll so um yeah give us a little bit of a rundown of what happened at pomona and um, well i'll go bunyaville first i think it happened, i'm sure it happened did it happen i think it happened first okay. probably pomona leave. was the second bunyaville Radio. was the ninth i think pomona so long course in the females third place christian hendrick ran yep. 10110 second place we had katie booth 108 and first place we had ashid kriege in 102 that's the females yeah Males, close racing for second and third. Third place, Oscar Booth, ran 58.59. Second place, Jack Gill, who runs with us here yep. with our group. He ran 58.29, got him by 30 seconds. And a good friend, Vincent Fletcher from the coast, took out a commanding win in 56.02. Yep. Um, short course, third place female, we had Ange Harries, ran 41.32. Second place, 41.30. We might have had another hand-holding moment here. It was Alana Dix, or we had a sprint finish. Hope it was a sprint finish. And first place, one minute ahead, Matilda Duhig. Yep. Probably pronounced that wrong. 40-29. Third place in the males, we had Keed Williams, 32-14. That's quick running. Corey Mansinger, 3109 for second. Wow. First place, Brian Wilder, 2805. One by three minutes. 28, yep. 28.05. How many was it? 
dinner. Whoa, how many is it? I don't even know. I didn't write that down. I don't know, but that just seems really fast. That's quick. It's mostly in the mid-30s that you win these short course races. So he's run really quick. That's very fast. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look at the course, but that just seems very okay. fast. Well done. Um, and then moves up to Bunyaville yep. the week after. So let's go short course first. Third place in the females. We had Stephanie Wilton in yep. 46.32. Second place in the females, Dana Marr in 45.37. And then first place in the females with 37.43. Sarah Parkinson. Sarah Parkinson. Great running. That's so she's come up many times when we when the short course series kicked off at the end of last year. Yep. Sarah's name was mentioned quite a few times as yeah. a winner. And she, as you can see, the gap there is eight minutes. She's winning these races by a, a sizable she, distance. She absolutely so she was fourth overall. And in terms of trial running over that short distance that she's she's going in, she's almost unbeatable. So we'll keep yep. an eye on Didn't the Didn't go names. to Pomona, as you mentioned, but smash everyone yep. at Bunyaville. Yep. Uh, third place in the males, we had Clayton Moore. He ran 37.28. Second in 36.16 was Corey Mansinger. That name's ringing a bell. I think he's done two in a row. Yeah, done yeah. well. Um, Chris Woolahan, 34.46, took out the win. And so I, didn't, I didn't race Bunyaville, but I think these boys are in my age bracket, right? Let's have a look. Because, I've got them here. Top two, no, top two, 30 to 39. Top third one, 19 and under. So who, who, who's 30 to 39? Corey Top or Clayton? Two. Chris and Corey. Yeah. Clayton definitely is. I've, I've seen Clayton is not under 19. I reckon that <laughs> Clayton is definitely not under 19. I don't know what's going on there. Because Corey... Pretty, if that's the Clayton... Maybe that's a different name. Maybe it's a different Clayton. Because Corey's raced a few of the races I've done and I'm always kind of around him somewhere. And so I've, on the leaderboard, they do it by age groups, don't they? And yeah. I know he's in my age group. So I'm looking at this result here going, I didn't race. I missed oh, it. You should have raced. Should have raced. Jumpers to the oh. long course then. Oh well. Female, yeah. third place in an hour 28.40. We had Jeanette Smith in second place in the females. We had Erica Wiedemann. Yep. I've said that right. In 126.15. And, and winning again. Winning again. Rashid Creech. Seventh place overall. So it's time next year for Sarah Parkinson to step up to the long course or is she Ooh. to come down to the short course? Because those happen. two girls are winning. Everything. And... I put these results down as well. The men's then, how close was men's this? Men's was amazing running. So third place, Andy Day, yep. 109.07. Yep. Second place, Yun Fua, who previous Blackhall 100k winner, very yep. good runner, 107.19. Yeah, close. First place, once again, Mr. Vincent, Vincent Fletcher, Fletcher. 105.58. <laughs> He's got him again. He's going Another to UTA win for the Gold well. Coast. He's He's going, going to UTA. <laughs> It's shaping up to an exciting year, but he might be. But he might be at um, Mount Glorious tomorrow. Well, oh, I don't know. Don't know. We're about to find out. By the time this comes out, we'll probably Absolutely. know. But we'll know. Gold Coast cleans up another one. Yeah. So pretty happy with that. So, so the, there's um, you and Matic still to go, and there's Daisy Hill still to go, and there's no, oh we got three. You and Maddox's tomorrow. Hins Dam's next weekend, yep. and then Daisy Hill is the weekend after. So and you need three races in a row. It's five races to be that are put towards the series victories. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think all... you need to be in three. Okay. I think you need to be in three to get on there, but I think they'd take the best five of those. Yeah, so. okay. And most people only sort of do five, don't they? Because they yep. can't get from the sunny coast or country to the Gold Coast. That's right. Whatever, so. Great racing, great racing. Some names coming up there. up there quite regularly. Very let's, exciting. Um, let's jump Park Run then. Your favorite section. Let's go straight over to Park Run. Um, so, interestingly, in February, um, there was a brand new course. Yeah, I was this. Do you know where it was? Surface. Not yes. Yeah. Not a brand new park run, but a brand new, new course. course. The Green I Bridge. I've heard about the it. The Green yes. Bridge. So the bridge connects across to um, Chevron. Chevron. Is it yeah. Chevron? Yeah. 
I always get that place confused. You know where all the burger places yeah, yeah. are. And the, yeah. yeah sure. um, so the bridge connects across over to there as part of the Gold Coast Arts Centre, or Hotter as it's now called, but they've included that green bridge in the course. Oh, looks great. And it was great to see the, the results come through in terms of participation because they were normally getting 45, 50, 55, 60 people. And I think in the last three weeks, they, they got about 200 to the inaugural oh, wow. day. Brilliant. I think they got 107 last week, and I think today they got about 160. So that number has gone through Brilliant. the loop, which is great. Great to um, see. Because it was a very strange loop course. Yeah, wasn't a lot it? of turns in it. Um, so that's a great new course. So if you haven't done Service Paradise's new one, go and check that out. That's awesome. Um, and Parkrun's still going on. We've, we've actually had a couple of people write into us, which has been great, telling us a few places in Brisbane. So yes. I've mentioned a couple of places here in Brisbane, uh, but let's just go around the Gold Coast quickly. Um, Paradise Point, two wins to David Prashida um, and Ki Wang up there. Yep. So they've taken out two of those in the month of February. Uh, Michael uh, Cacciola, three wins at Coomera. Right, well 1651 done. was one of them. Beaten, oh sorry, Desmond Cutter got one win at 1641. So in that month of February, the winning time at Coomera has been sub-17. Wow, that's which impressive. Is, which is very quick, very quick. Um, I think only Jordan McClellan... Has gone a lot gone, quicker. Well, he went significantly quicker last year. And actually, yeah. while we're on the topic of Jordan, I saw him at um, work because he's a coach at um, the school that I work at. And I said to him, what's your next big race? He said he's going to New Zealand on Friday for the Tokyo Olympic trials. Ah. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but anyway. <laughs> well, it'll probably have raced by the time we that's right. get the show. So, um, he said he's going for the 5,000 and the 1,500. Because oh. it's an open thing, you can just you jump straight in. So. Yeah, you've got to get the qualifying time. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, that'd be good to so watch. So there we go, Coomera Boy. Brilliant. Coomera Boy's going over. Um, out at Main Beach, David Mainwaring, 16.45. And Lily Mooney, it's great to see someone, a female going sub-20. She went 19.54. Nice. That's a good time. Well done. So um, females are back in the 19s at well Main Beach, done. which is great. So let's jump north. Let's go up um, to Logan River, All right. which we haven't looked at before. Ryan Mooney, three wins, all of those wins low 17s. So Logan River looks like a I'm quick course. I'm pretty sure course. I've run Logan River before. He's, well, I don't know if you've beaten Ryan, because he's Probably won six, six of the last nine. Not for, not for a long time, no. a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, what's the, uh, April 25th is your park run day. Well, today is two. Easter and Anzac Day, we have yeah. two in like okay. three weeks. So today is, the 29th is, is the leap year park run day. It's also run down under park run day. Yes, it's a big day not today. Not to be, uh, you know, outdo 25th of April, which is Kyle Ooh, Park Run Day. That's a, that's a big day. It only gets it once every couple of years. But Ryan Mooney, six of the last nine wins at Logan River. The, the only guy to beat him, oh, one of the guys to beat him in those, the three that he didn't, Desmond Cutter. Yeah. Beat him in January, not in February, right, 1702. Okay. So Desmond has, he's looking, I don't know where he lives, but he's Coomera and Logan River. Desmond's winning Somewhere those in areas, Northern Gold Coast, you know, sort of Beanley Logan area. Um, and then up to Manipi. So we had a few people actually mention to me that maybe we should look at Manipi because it is a very quick course. Mm -hmm. You know, a few friends of ours have done it in the past. Um, and on the 1st of February, Peter Bracken, 1657. Now, Peter is um, from the Burt Squad. Yes. Peter Bracken's from the Burt Squad, I, I believe. Yes, that's he is. Correct. Yeah. 1657. So that's a quick course. Um, and Alison Ryan had two wins up there as well in the female category. Uh, so Manipi, I haven't run it. It's a very, very fast course. We've had some people do some quick times there that we know as well. So, well done to, uh, to Peter, 16.57. To go sub-17 anywhere is, is great. It's very good quick. running. And he's obviously capable of a lot quicker than that too. Yes. He's run a lot quicker. So it's good to see him getting back into some, some shape and building from there. Probably the end of a long run, isn't it? Probably. Maybe. 30, 40k or something. Um, and Kedron. I think Kedron's run along by the river by Kedron Brook. I think so. 
Which I'm interest, I don't know if this is interesting or not. That's actually was my uh, region at cross country. That is so interesting. At high school. <laughs> but we used to, this is what cross country used to be like. I've coached cross country today and it's very flat, it's beautiful, it's manicured glass, grass, lovely places to run. <laughs> Kedron Brook, we used to run through the river, like right. at hip height, proper cross country. That's real cross proper country. Proper real cross country. Anyway, I don't think they do that for park run. <laughs> Katie Dahl, let's have a look at the females. I just want to focus on three female events. Katie Dahl, who I uh, used to know through triathlon i was in her training squad with yep. um when it was tri nation and tri lines and things like that so she ran 1909 um shiloh watts ran 1749 and stephanie rudiger ran uh just under 20 minutes so you can see three females there at kedron going very very quick as well good to hear um so park runs in good shape um good to hear it's hot at the moment so i don't think people are getting out there doing their best park runs but no. you know as, we said, as these cooler months you know, get Not in. far away. We're getting there. Times will get quicker and quicker and quicker. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to know if anyone got out there and did the leap year park run, which was today. I think, I think there would have been lots of people out there doing it. I think the next time that there is a leap year park run, I can't remember the year they said, is it 2048? Something like that. It was 40-something so rings a bell. So they said if you win today, you're the reigning champion for the next 28 years at park run. Well. So there we go. I didn't get that. Did anyway, you? No, you were working. I was at work. April 25. Kyle's yet to release where the day is, where the course is going to be, but we're expecting a big crowd. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it'll be massive for me. All the Nikes be out? Live commentary. All the, all the, all the Nikes? Well, the new ones? Yeah. Oh, probably. Might get those pre-ordered, shipped across, That's right. especially for that day. That's right. Well, Adzi Gordon might have a thing or two to say about that. <laughs> so there you go. So park run. Hopefully you got in it. I did a, a couple up at my local tambourine. Um, a couple so wins yeah. up there. Yeah, a couple up there. So a couple is, of 10-year-olds again. Which has been, which has been good. But um, as I said, Service Paradise, the new bridge is, is huge. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to get out there, have a go at that one. Because it looks quite good. Yeah, it looks quite interesting. Absolutely. All right, so it's been a packed February, but uh, what's coming up in March? As we said, Mount Glorious tomorrow. Well, that's tomorrow. Yep. The first round of the Flirt with Dirt series. Yes. That's getting put on. Twilight starts... Cross Country. How good. Yeah. We've been asking for it for months. No, We're I finally just... getting some races. No, yeah. I just bagged modern day cross country before by saying that it's not real cross country. Flirt with dirt, so this, the idea of this is to get people um, who've maybe been road runners and are looking to make that leap into trail running. Yes. So the first one Flirting is down at- with the dirt. Pizzy Park. Down at Pizzy Park. First one, second one is gonna be out at Mundrubar. Third one at Emerald Lakes on the golf course. Under lights. Under lights. Under lights. Definitely That'll be, be for fun. that. I will be, be there for that. That'll be really good. That's and I think exciting. two of those are in March. March, is that right? Tomorrow, March 1st, and the second round is on the 22nd of March. And then the Emerald Lakes one is... I feel like it's in May. May? I feel like it's quite a... Yeah. It's around an early, late, or mid-late May. Yep. Um, and there's various distances for that. There's 3K, there's 6.9, I think. I think there's a 2K. And one and a half for the kids. There's yeah. everything. So, so I, I think uh, Steve Jackson's organising that. That's yep. through Run Central and through Trail Trips, I think. Trail Trips will um, be organising it. So I think the idea, he said as well, is to put it in at this time of year for the kids um, to get involved in because now it's cross-country season for, That's right. um, for all the schools. We've got the district championships coming up. You often have your regional ones in about May, yep. June time. Perfect so timing. It's, it's a great event. And, you know, there are... There's a very, very healthy cross-country scene up in Brisbane, uh, which is also starting next month. That's um, if you go into Queensland running, yeah, if you're a Brisbane-based person. Um, same idea, very local grassroots, you know, around local parks and yep. things like that. So, um, and that's also afternoon. Running in the afternoon, I love it. Brilliant. I'm excited, Adzi, excited to be there. Adzi Gordon sometimes calls me the Twilight Runner, and I, I guess I am in some ways, because I really love that. By the time that we're recording this now, it's a beautiful time to run, and to run cross country Perfect. at this time would be great. Nothing better. So I do love cross country. As much as I, I said before, you sound I very excited it. for it. As much as I bagged it before, 
Just what I, I was going to say to Steve, maybe next year can we have a deep river crossing somewhere? <laughs> well, there's water on the edge around Pizzy Park. I can easily just get yep. people to jump in that water. Yep. Yep. Well, people I tagged you, didn't I, on did. Facebook of a cross-country race that was in uh, in England where they were just running through mud. Maybe we could dig up a mud pit and just yeah. stand there with the hose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could do that. I don't know if we could organise that by tomorrow. But... So Flirt With Dirt, um, a couple of races for the South East Queensland Trail Series. Have we got anything longer? Up the buff. Here we go. 25k, 29th of March, right yep. sneaking in right at the yep. end of the month. So Beautiful. that's obviously a massive trail race on the Gold Coast scene. Yeah. A lot of people from Brisbane come down for it as well. But yep. It's been around for a long time, everyone loves it. So that'll yeah. be a very exciting race to see how everyone goes there. Um, there's another hill climb race yes. coming up in March. Third race of that, up in the Glasshouse Mountains. Where is that one? Uh, Beer Barham. No, I the think. second one was at Beer Barham. No, uh, I feel like it's up there again. I feel like is I read it? that. Okay. Somewhere okay. up around there. Yep, this is the third of the series. Third of the series yep. at that. Um, also the White Rock Trail Festival. Yep. South of Ipswich, that's yeah, on. Ipswich. That's on that way. Uh, what else is on? We've got the three SEQ series we've said. Glorious Tomorrow. So, oh, Brisbane Great South Run, 29th of March yep. as well. Road yep. race in Brisbane for the faster road runners yes. amongst us that are listening. Absolutely. So, that's exciting. But that's so, going to be a big month. So that's March. That's and of course, as we said before, it's hopefully the temperature is going to drop a little bit, which means there'll be some quicker running cost. park runs and things like that. Um, I guess people's attention now is turning towards Brisbane Marathon, Gold Coast Marathon, Sunny Coast Marathon, those kind of things. Bigger races are starting to creep up. Um, so yeah, you'll find a lot more people jumping in the 10K races and park runs and things like that. And it's, as we said, you know, January and December, we had some horrendous weather and we had fewer events on, um, being at the hotter time of year. So now, you know, the races are gonna be coming Perfect thick time. And fast, aren't We're gonna they? have plenty to talk about in the next few months, so. Anything for you now, post Tarawera? Uh, I know you said you got comrades coming up in the, that was, the, I'd, um, I'd Long term, but anything short term? I thought about the idea of doing up the buff. I yep. mentioned that on social media. Don't think that's going to happen. Um, haven't <laughs> run for the last three weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. don't know how that's going to go. Haven't really been doing any running. I've been sleeping in pretty much every morning. It's yep. been lovely. Um, I don't know. I Comrades is 15 weeks away from tomorrow. Yep. So, I'll start building into a block for that. I'm definitely going to try to get to a few of the shorter races around the place. Daisy yeah. Hill, maybe in a few weeks. We'll see. Um, potentially up the buff. Yeah. Uh, potentially the half at Rabina in April. Okay, yeah, yeah. That might be something I might look yeah. at. Um, yeah, there's heaps, but uh, yeah. nothing's locked in. Nothing locked in. Yeah. Back into training first, and then we'll go from there. What about you? Absolutely. The only thing that I've really locked in, I think, between now and then is um, the Wild Horse Criterium, which again is a When's loop that? one. Uh, it's middle of April. It's that 11K oh, okay. loop. So I'm going to come up to that one anyway. Yeah, there's 11, 22, 33. I think it jumps to 55 and a six hour okay. event and 12 hour event. Um, so I'll that, do that actually. one. I think I'll do pretty the, good. I think I'll do the 33 there. So um, I might come and do the 33. Yeah, please do. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so yeah, I'll do that one. And then of course, uh, I don't know how many weeks it is now to UTA. I'm, we're kind of everyone who's doing UTA, whether you're doing the 22, the 50, or the 100. I think everyone now has just lost count. You know, it's, it's too far away to, to really get pumped about it. But it's oh, it'll be here before you know it. But, and, but also the start of the training, which for most people was pretty 10 weeks ago. It's too far away to be excited about starting it. So you're just in this Groundhog Day a bit at the moment of getting your long runs, and now the long runs are getting serious. Yep, they're absolutely. You know, they're, they're not short long runs anymore. They're, they're big ones. March. Maybe got March, April until yep. it's May. Yep, where people are testing, Oof. you know, nutrition. They're testing gear now and all sorts of things. That's so, right. Um, yeah, it gets serious now. It gets really Exciting serious. Times. But, but yes, good luck for whatever you're racing. Thanks again for joining us uh, on the February edition. Uh, as I said, check the results for. Mount Glorious. Let's see who, who gets the the, uh, the line honours in that little duel between Jake and Tom. Yep, but, uh, exciting. It'll be exciting to see some other guys out there and girls 
pushing them up the front. Um, and yeah, hopefully you can jump in one of the, the local ones. It's the Southeast Queensland Trail Series or Park Run will be on all the time, yep. which will be exciting. That's yep. always plenty of stuff to do there. Absolutely. So exciting times. Looking forward to the next month. I was yep. just looking up right now because we forgot something that we do every month. Oh, the goat! Hold on, the goat! Hold on. Before we go, hold on. I've got to get the update. Got, I thought we got away with it. No. Um, oh no. There's been some big groups who've gone out here on the goat loop. It's, um, there's been lots of action on it. Here we go. We are up to. What are we up to? What were we up to last month? I have to get my bag. I wasn't organised. We're up to 1,665 loops. That's good. We're not far off 2,000. That's good. I think last month we were at 14. Yeah, 14 something. We were up pretty high. It's been good. I've, I've been out a couple of times with like groups of three or four. Here we go. Nothing gets me more excited. No. 1,561. 1,561. What have we got now? 1,665. 104 loops. Wow. Well, it's dropped down a little bit though. We okay. did 125 last month. Okay, okay. Interesting. nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> Numbers should be going up. So there we go. Get out there on the goat loop. Get a couple of goats in um, and get racing as much as you can. And hopefully you can uh, join us on the next episode. We'll see you at the end of March. Yeah. Enjoy Beautiful. the month. Thank you.